in today's episode, I want to talk to you from the subject matter, know thyself. Go ahead and grab those Bibles and those Bible apps as we look to the book of Luke. As we read through a passage and a chapter within Luke chapter four. Luke chapter four. Let us look to verse number 16. And it reads this way. And he came to Nazareth. Where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Verse 21, and he began to say to them, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Dear listeners, once again, we are looking at a prime example of how an Old Testament lesson or an Old Testament passage of scripture can be used to bring about a revelation in the New Testament scripture. Whenever you are reading the Bible, be sure to note how the Old Testament and the New Testament both relates to one another. This is one of the reasons why the gospel writer of this particular passage, Luke, this is why he has singled out a particular word in this text and the key word that I need you to write down for today's lesson is the word scroll. Yes, we are once again reading about Jesus and how Jesus being in the earthly body as a man would go about his customs and practice his daily custom as a earthly Jewish man. One of those customs was Jesus or any Jewish man honoring the religion 
by going into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. They would go into the synagogue, yes, for prayer. They would go into the synagogue for fellowship. But one of the most important customs was to enter the synagogue with the rest of the Jewish men and begin to read Old Testament scriptures. It's a unique way that they did it because the Old Testament scriptures was all that they had to read during the New Testament church times. This is why Luke highlights for us this word scroll there in verse number 17, where Luke says, and the scroll of the prophet was given to him. He then unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. You see, when the Old Testament passage was written, they would record their stories of their day. And when I say they, I'm referencing those of old, the Bible characters like Moses, uh, Joshua, King David, uh, even the women prophetess and the women kings that were uh, led, the women leaders, I'm sorry, uh, that were used by God in the Old Testament, Ruth and Esther, uh, who led the tribe of Israel through captivity and through uh, abandonment and harsh treatment of their day, uh, they would record their stories onto a particular writing tablet, if you would, called the scroll. The scroll was a material of paper that was used during the times of the Hebrew writings. And the scroll also was unique in its material because you would find even today that it's the scroll type material that survived in caves and was passed down for thousands of generations. That's how those of old would record the testimonies and the writings and the deliverance of God delivering Jews out of the bondage era. And so you have to make note that whenever you and I are reading the complete Bible today, we have the ultimate privilege. This type of privilege where we have all 66 books and even some of the other books that were not canonized uh, by the Catholic Church, uh, you and I still have a complete Bible. We, we have the privilege of looking at Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, and then we can flip forward even if we want to go as far as Revelation and go backwards to uh, Luke and John. We can go all through the Bible Testaments. But during Jesus' day, especially in this text, they did not have the New Testament completed yet. They were living in a New Testament era so when you see how Luke is describing Christ in the synagogue being handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah, that was a default custom. 
because they could not read any New Testament books. They didn't have it published yet. They would read the scrolls of the Old Testament and they would try to apply what was written in Old Testament to their New Testament times. I tell you, dear listener, you and I have a great privilege of reading a full and complete Bible today. That's what's happening in verses 16 and 17, where we see Christ receiving the scroll and having the opportunity to read from one divine appointed scroll, which was a prophecy spoken by Isaiah. That's what Jesus does. He unrolls the scroll and verses 18 and 19 in I in our Bible. You see that the letters are in red because Jesus began to read the words from the prophet Isaiah. The words are highlighted in red for you and I today because it's Jesus that's reading. Jesus knew that the scroll in which he was reading was the scroll that was talking about him. The Israelites in Isaiah day was looking for a deliverer. Isaiah promised them that the father would send the Messiah to deliver them. So Jesus in the synagogue reading Isaiah scroll was beginning to take a moment to tell the listening Israelites that this passage is talking about me. He was basically taking a moment from the past to address the present situation. <laughs> He's addressing the present situation and the present problems and the present people who are going through some problems. It's so amazing how Old Testament prophets could preach to New Testament audiences. It's so amazing how you and I can find lessons of old from our grandparents and still use them and apply them to our problems of our today. Oh, yes, that's why Jesus didn't have a problem speaking the words of Isaiah, because everything that Isaiah said that God would do through the work of the Messiah, Jesus knew that he was about to do it. You see, Jesus wanted to take a moment during his day to personally affirm himself. In fact, dear listener, let me go ahead and let you know the title of this message for this part three series of spiritual lessons. The third lesson that I want to teach today is you must know thyself. You have to know thyself. Jesus immediately knew that the passage that the prophetic passage that was spoken from Isaiah was speaking about him. Jesus being divine and know the thoughts of every man. He also knew that the Jewish people were looking for that Messiah whom Isaiah was talking about. 
Jesus knew that as soon as he told the people that he was that promised Messiah, they would want him to start doing some things to show and prove that he was the Messiah. So what he does is that he uses that moment to proclaim himself and to personally affirm what it is he was going to do. Now, I'm using the abbreviated term affirm, but you know that word affirm, it comes from the origin of the word affirmation. I love to talk a lot about affirmation. It's affirmation that you and I are very, very familiar with. You know what it means to affirm someone. You have been in situations where you have heard affirmation. But there is a difference between personal affirmation and public affirmation. Oh, yes. I believe that you and I have witnessed more public affirmation. You've been to conferences and you have heard the guest speaker taking moments to acknowledge the president of the conference and and taking a moment to speak about how good that president is and and talking about how well the the staff members have given some hospitality treatment to him. You you know, public affirmation. You have friends that will call you and text you after you post an outfit on Instagram uh, telling you you look good in that outfit and man you really got it going on with that hairstyle they they talk about your swag they they really affirm you publicly on social media some of you that are parents you know how your kids like to really sweet talk you and try to get you to purchase gifts for them they'll tell you oh man dad you know what i know you know how well i love macbooks <laughs> they they will pump you up and say you know me well you always buy me some good good computers you never buy me no sorry gift uh, they, they pump your head up and talk about how good you are at purchasing gifts for them uh, they know how to affirm you Dear listener, that is examples of public affirmations. And it's okay to want to receive public affirmations, but I believe that the Lord is pushing you and I to a level where we can start to begin to personally affirm ourselves. Oh, yes, we we don't need to wait on affirmation from others before we start to speak good about ourselves. You got to learn this, dear listener, because if you start to wait on others to affirm you, you will no longer know how good God has created you. But Christ is teaching us that when you know it's the father whom has created you, you don't need to wait on others to affirm you. You've got the revelation that it takes to affirm yourself. That's what Jesus does in Luke chapter four. While he's quoting these verses from Isaiah, he is basically using the personal format to affirm his ministry. That is why you hear the personal pronouns that Jesus reiterates from the words of Isaiah. 
Listen what he says it again. He says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Me being a personal pro now. He has anointed me. Me again being a personal pro now. And Jesus has to do this, dear listener, because what would have happened is that if Christ just read this with no personal agenda to affirm his Messiah ministry, the people down the road would have said, Yo, Jesus, if you really are the promised Messiah, why don't you do what we need you to do? We need you to go into Rome and to the palace and start throwing over some chairs, some tables. Uh, we, we need some help in our day. <laughs> uh, we need you to go and kick butt among these Roman soldiers. We need you to push these tax collectors out of our homes and get rid of this system. They really would have wanted Jesus to. To do some real deliverance work, but to do it their way. And so Jesus, knowing who he was and knowing what it was that the father sent him to do, he announced it publicly. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this not because of your agenda, not because you're asking me to, but because of the father. Jesus was one that knew himself. And it's so important as I conclude part three of the spiritual lessons. You and I must take some time to personally affirm ourselves. We must know how to not wait upon public affirmation. And just like Jesus, if you have already gotten the confirmation and the revelation from our God, for he is the one who has created us and has birthed us to do all the things that we so desire to do in this life that we live. We don't have to wait on the public. Go ahead and encourage yourself in the Lord. Speak good first about yourself. Feel confident about the outfit that you're wearing. Know that you are a great parent, whether the kids tell you or not. Know that you are the one of the best employees. You are an asset to the company, whether the directors acknowledge it or not. God has already anointed you. He's already sent you to fulfill the purpose that he's created you to do. Know thyself. You have just listened to part one of the newest podcast series, Spiritual Lessons. Don't forget to follow The Price Podcast on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Please stay tuned for the next episode, and thank you for listening.